This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. One of the biggest news stories going around is what's happening with our energy system with regulatory intervention and a raft of issues that have smashed supply and demand for electricity. It's a discussion that's packed with technical jargon and details, so in this Squiz Shortcut we bring it back to basics and get to know how our power grid works, what's happening to bring it to crisis point and what can be done about it. Squiz Shortcuts is the backstory to the big news stories. I'm Larissa Moore. And I'm Claire Kimball. Okay, Claire, before we get into the hottest dinner party conversation happening at the moment, let's get a handle on how electricity is generated, distributed and retailed to the end user here in Australia. Strap yourself in because it is not simple. Yeah, and I don't know what sort of dinner parties you're going to, Larissa, but I think it's They're a hoot. point of reflection for you to have a think about your life choices. Um, but look, it is a thing at the moment and the electricity supply is obviously crucially important to us as individuals and also to the nation, uh, but it's a hard nut to crack just to get across the basics and that's before we even start to form views about what's working and what isn't. So let's start right at the top. Claire, how is our electricity made? Depends on the energy source, but the trick is that you need an energy source like coal, gas, hydropower or wind to turn a turbine so that it spins magnets that are surrounded by copper wire to get the flow of electrons across atoms and that in turn generates electricity. I'm really giving away my science background, but that just sounds like magic. Yeah, I think it is some sort of sorcery. (laughs) Uh, But how the power plant is set up depends on that energy source. Coal and gas work in a similar way. Uh, They're burned to heat water, which creates steam, and that turns the turbine. Hydropower and wind operate using those sources to turn the turbine itself. And solar converts solar radiation from the sun into electricity. That uses semiconductors right at the site where it's captured. And that's why if you have solar panels on your roof, you can feed your surplus power straight into the grid. So we've generated the power. Where does it go to from there? So Australia has a couple of networks. The National Electricity Market interconnects the five eastern and southern states. So that's Queensland, New South Wales, Victoria, Tasmania, South Australia and the ACT. And that delivers around 80% of all the electricity in Australia. It's one of the biggest grids in the world. Uh, And Western Australia and the Northern Territory are not connected to the national electricity market because of that distance. They have their own electricity systems and regulatory arrangements. So in a practical sense, electricity is generated at these power plants. It then travels along the power lines and wires that we see all around us. And then, Claire, one of the big parts of the focus in recent years is the energy source of electricity generation because of their greenhouse gas emissions. According to the latest stats from 2020-21, that financial year, 65% of our electricity generation is fuelled by coal. The next biggest sources were wind and solar with about 10% each and hydro with more than 7%. Uh, In that year, gas-fired electricity production was at about 6.5%. 
The way regulators and policymakers talk about it is that about three quarters of our electricity generation comes from fossil fuels and a quarter comes from renewable sources. And it's that renewable sector that is growing at the moment. And that increase is driven by a boom in solar installation. Uh, Solar is now the largest source of renewable energy with one in four Australian homes having solar panels installed, which is the highest uptake in the world. But the issue with that is, and the obvious point, the sun isn't out all the time. No, and there's a thing called night that also (laughs) gets in the way. Uh, And even during the day, of course, there's cloud coverage that lessens the solar power that can be generated. And that's why there's a debate and a shoring up of dispatchable power. That's the electricity that can be generated, rain, hail or shine. Uh, And in our system, that's the power that comes from burning coal or gas. And there's also a focus on using batteries to store renewable energy so that it can be dispatched when it's needed. Uh, But they need to have much bigger capacity to get to a point where renewable energy can replace that that's created by coal and gas. So that's the context to the discussion about what's happening with power generation. But let's get into that a bit more next. Last week, the Australian energy market operator suspended the spot market in the national electricity market for the first time in our country's history. The word unprecedented got thrown around a bit. We heard a lot of talk about load shedding, blackout warnings and regulatory intervention. Let's go through how we got to that crisis point. And Claire, it has a lot to do with the war in Ukraine. Yeah, Russia's invasion of Ukraine and the fallout in global energy markets has put a rocket under world coal and gas prices. That's because Russia is a major gas producer and it exports a lot into Europe. Uh, So with the sanctions that have been imposed, it meant that demand for alternative supplies of gas is high uh, and prices have risen. But Claire, as we've just gone through, gas fires somewhere between 5 to 10% of our electricity. So why has the shortage from Russia had such a big impact on us here in Australia and our electricity? Because when one energy source is impacted, even in somewhere like Europe, it has a trickle-on effect to other sources. Long story short, it's meant that global demand for gas and coal have gone up and it's just a lot more for our electricity generators to buy both fuels. And that's difficult for Australians to swallow because we're the source of a lot of coal and gas on the world market. Yeah, we're a trading nation and around 85% of our produced energy commodities, so coal and gas, are sent away in exports. That's seen a call for a reservation policy where a certain amount is held here in Australia for our domestic purposes. Yeah, so that relates to gas. Uh, Our energy generators can usually get their hands on enough coal. Uh, They just have to pay global prices for it. There has been a shortage for that of late uh, because of the Ukraine situation. But when it comes to gas, it's not unusual for there to be not enough for local electricity generators to buy because producers lock in big contracts uh, to ship it off to international markets. Now, Western Australia has a reservation policy where 15 percent of the gas that's produced for export must be provided to local consumers and that's kept gas prices low there. But on the East Coast states, they don't have something like that and it's something that's come up quite a bit in recent days. 
Another thing that's been talked about is the state of Australia's ageing coal-fired power plants. That's been cited as another reason why we were short of electricity. Yep, big parts of Australia's biggest coal-fired power plants were offline for maintenance in the last few weeks. Uh, About 30% of all supply was knocked out. Uh, The issue is that they're old and they're owned by companies who have shareholders who are concerned about their investments and there's not a lot of love for spending on maintaining or improving improving those assets because it's clear that they're going to be phased out with the burning of coal. It's going to become a thing of the past in the coming years. That's because the burning of fossil fuels to produce electricity contributes about a third of Australia's total emissions. And to meet our commitments to emissions reductions, the phasing out of these plants is coming. Putting that aside for a moment, the regulator, the Australian Energy Market Operator, or AEMO for short, was a little bit sceptical. So being an electricity generator comes with some obligations to supply power when it's needed. Uh, What happened last week was AEMO suspended the market and it forced the companies to pump out more power. The issue was that the regulator thought that some companies were saying that they were closed for maintenance when in fact they just didn't want to be online because of the price of coal is so high Uh, and their profits of course were being squeezed uh, and some were even saying that they would make a lot The government will provide the companies with compensation if that is the case. To be fair, we should point out that extreme weather events like the recent floods have also affected some power plants. On top of that, a cold snap and households turning up their heaters and all of that has contributed to the national energy market hitting this crisis point. In this next section, we're going to take a look about what can be done about it. so many factors that have led to concerns about keeping the lights on in east and southeastern Australia. Claire, you mentioned that the first response was for AEMO to suspend the market. Yeah, they did. And that was the first time that that's happened. So that's an indication of how serious the situation is. Since then, there's been meetings uh, and guidelines have been drawn up for things to go back to normal with AEMO saying that they reckon that there's just a small risk of some of the same conditions re-emerging in the very short term. That's not to say that the issues are over, though. No, not at all. And AUMO says that it's still directing generators to pump power into the network and that there will continue to be challenges with managing the supply and demand for electricity uh, in our biggest population centres. Supply and demand are two big issues, and that's captured in what's called the wholesale power market. And it's fair to say prices on that market have gone up a bit. Yeah, in the first three months of 2022, the wholesale price of electricity went up 141% compared to the same quarter last year, and it's only continued to rise since then. Uh, And that's because of all the issues we've just talked about. But wholesale prices make just a third of the price for electricity that us consumers pay. Yeah, there's a lot of costs involved in getting electricity from the generator to our homes and businesses. There are network costs, so maintaining the lines and the power poles and all the other infrastructure, that takes up about 45% of the cost. And there are environmental certificates that need to be bought. Um, The cost to meet those renewable energy target obligations, that adds 10% to the cost. And there's also the retail costs, so the companies that we buy our power power from. They need to manage their bills and run customer service centres. That's about 10%. Uh, And of course, the retailers want to make some money out of it too. So that's about 3% of the final cost. 
One element you mentioned there, poles and wires, that's another thing that's talked about as an issue in our electricity grid. Yeah, the issue is the network's old uh, and that's adding to the cost. Not only that, experts say that new transmission lines are critical if Australia is going to meet its net zero emissions target by 2050. Okay, you're going to have to explain that one a bit. What do the poles and wires have to do with greenhouse gas emissions? It's about inefficient power transmission and distribution. If the system isn't good, it means that additional electricity has to be generated to compensate for the loss. Got you. Just on that, the new Labor government has promised to create a $20 billion fund to offer low-cost loans to develop new transmission lines. They've dubbed that the Rewiring the Nation policy. It's a policy former PM Scott Morrison said would push energy prices higher, but AEMO says it will pay off in the long term. Claire, what about us consumers, though? Are we about to be hit with big power bills as a result of all of this recent carry-on? Yeah, a lot of us will. Uh, two things to note. First is that the regulator caps the price of some of our most expensive power plans. They say that prices will go up by about 20%, depending on where you live. Uh, and the second is the advice to ensure that your electricity provider is also a power generator. Uh, they should be the ones in a stronger position to ride out the ups and downs of that wholesale market. I really have my parents' voice in my head saying, turn the lights off when you're not using them, turn them off if you leave a room. Yeah, and of course it's harder these days because we have so many appliances that are on standby all the time. Uh, But that is good advice. Reduce your consumption if you can. Uh, It's always a good thing to do. Always a good thing to do. And that's your shortcut to how we're keeping the lights on or off if you're not using that room. Good one to remember. Now, on to our recommendations. Each shortcut episode, we have a recommendation for something further to read, watch or listen to. I reckon it's a good time to have a look at the government website, energymadeeasy.gov.au. It's a place where you can compare electricity plans if you live in those eastern and southeastern states. Make sure you're on the best plan and price for you. It's definitely worth a look and something that is actually still on my to-do list. (laughs) Yeah, I dived into that as the crisis kicked off and I'm confident that I'm going to say some money uh, over the coming year, or at least I won't get that big price rise that some will. Uh, On the theme of practical tips, though, I've got uh, some tips about using electricity efficiently. Uh, That includes getting some door sausages. So I'm now in the market for those. Door sausages. It's been a while since I've thought about those. (laughs) I will put links to both of these suggestions in your episode notes so you'll be able to check them out. You can also find shortcuts on our website at thesquiz.com.au. That's all for this shortcut. Thank you for tuning in to this episode. If you did enjoy it and you found it useful, we'd love for you to tell your friends about it and share it if they're also wondering what is up with the energy crisis. And if you have a topic that you would love us to do a shortcut on, shoot it through to hello at thesquiz.com.au. We love hearing your suggestions. Until next week. 